0: this is really successful and has a high conversion rate. And this is what I'm suggesting for most of the creators who are listening in right now who just don't know where to start with their pricing.
1: Welcome back to On The Horizon,
0: this is Melrose Michaels, I am your host, and I'm here to share what's worked for me in building my adult creator business to try to make building yours just a little bit easier. Let's get into today's episode. Assembly 4 are a collective of sex workers and technologists working to bring the overall cost of advertising down for sex workers through their ad platform Trist.link, educate clients through the Good Client Guide, and much more. Assembly 4 caters to all genders and demographics and raises funds for organizations to fight for sex workers' rights, the decriminalization of sex work, and against exploitation in the sex industry. Learn more at the website assembly4.com for the word, not the number. Hello, everyone. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Last week, I asked some of you guys on our Twitter account what you'd like me to focus on for this week's episode. And one of the responses was pricing specifically. So the response I got from a CEO squad member, it was actually um, Dekaila Divine, I believe, had responded to that Twitter post saying that they wanted to know how to price things. They said, no PP- PPV seems really popular among all creators. and They feel like they're leaving money on the table or missing out on income. First, pricing is something I get asked a lot about um, on Sexwork CEO, whether that's in DMs or on our YouTube videos or obviously in our tweets. So I thought that this would be a really great opportunity to dive into pricing as a whole and outline what's worked for me in terms of how I price things and also some pricing like psychology strategies that I think would be really useful for creators and then ultimately, how to evaluate your pricing against the marketplace in general. I wanted to take a moment to just thank one of the creators for a really kind testimonial. This comes from at CJ underscore laView or Levo. I hope I'm not saying that wrong. But they left the kindest tweet. It said, "I definitely channeled my, channeled my inner Melrose for this Florida modeling trip. The confidence this woman has and the knowledge she teaches on Sex Work CEO has helped." My growth as a person, a model, and a content creator in every way, I highly recommend following both her and Sex Work CEO. I just wanted to say thank you so much for that. That means the world to me. Also because in my earliest days of this career, I was not a super confident creator, either in my abilities of what I was filming content-wise or in the actual filming of my content and editing of my content myself. So that testimonial in that tweet just means the world. So thank you so much, CJ, for tweeting us that. So let's get into the topic for today and just start by defining pricing as a whole. Pricing refers to the process of determining monetary value at which a product or service can be sold in the market. It's a complex strategy that considers various factors including production costs, market demand, competition, target audience, perceived value, amongst other things. Proper pricing is crucial in business as it not only impacts the profitability of a company But also shapes the consumers or your fans perception of the brand or product's value and quality it's a crucial element in the marketing as well serving as a key driver in purchase decisions influencing the overall success of a product or service in its marketplace so in other words pricing is complicated (laughs) so i want to dissect it thoroughly with you creators who are tuning in for this let me first outline what has worked for me in my content pricing which you can absolutely copy and apply to your own business model should you choose to. Before I do that, I do want to comment on one thing. As creators, our production costs on making content may play a factor in some aspects of what you're pricing things at. So if you're pricing collab content, for example, and say that you had to travel to the other performer or rent studio space or hire someone to shoot and film it, you might actually have a higher cost to creating that content, which means you'll have to price that content higher. In general, for most of the independent creators who are tuning in today, your production cost is likely the price you paid for your cell phone and whatever editing app you subscribe to, to edit that content. And that cost gets spread out over, you know, the tens of hundreds of however many videos you film in your career making it pretty much next to nothing. We have a very low cost to creating content, most creators. That's general. If you're a cosplay creator or if you rent studio space every time you create content, you might have a higher cost. So, you know, you those creators that are doing those things, you're going to have to calculate that cost to create the content you make into how you price it. But I'm going to speak for the rest of this episode kind of generally to the independent creators tuning in whose primary cost is their phone and whatever they use to edit. If you're enjoying this podcast episode so far, please take one moment to share it with another one of your adult content creator friends because you know what the rule is here. We do not gatekeep and we wanna make as many adult creators' businesses as easy as possible. And you sharing this episode with them might do exactly that. Thanks so much in advance. So again, let's flash forward here and discuss kind of how I price things. And the things I want to cover in this aspect are fan site pricing, how much my OnlyFans is priced at, and as well as PPV pricing, how much I send things locked in pay-per-view content on OnlyFans, and then custom video pricing. And none of these things are specific just to OnlyFans. I mean, this will apply no matter what your fan site is, whether it's, you know, loyal fans, just for fans, fan Centro, unfiltered, if you're using the Sex Panther feed as your fan site, whatever it might be this can all strategically be applied the same way. I'm just gonna speak to OnlyFans specifically because most of us are on that platform in general. And also I'm gonna go into the specific strategies I use on that platform. So as far as fan site pricing goes, mine is unusual. And I've spoken to this in the past, but because I run my OnlyFans like a premium Snapchat, and I post full explicit clips to my OnlyFans feed every day, I charge a high subscription price. It's actually $24.99 a month, so basically $25. And that's a super unusual business model compared to other creators on OnlyFans. I'm the only one I know doing this, honestly, so I don't have other creators in my same market to compare myself against, which is a disadvantage to me. There are a lot of reasons that I would not suggest this business model to other creators. One, because it's a shit ton of content to produce. And you have to still monetize direct messages or DMs on OnlyFans on top of making all that content. It's a lot of work. And it's just something that I've personally been testing since July of last year. This is something that I've been doing a little over a year now so that I can get some data together to drive other decisions I'm making as well as build a massive library of content very quickly. It's likely that it's not going to apply to a lot of you guys listening to this. What will apply? Is looking at the market for fan sites in general most creators run a model of 399 for the subscription price for the first 30 days and then have it rebuild for the next 30 days at a regular price point of 9.99 now i'm going to say this again because i want the creators listening to understand how this is actually done but most creators have their subscription price at 9.99 and then they create a sale or a promotional offer that discounts only the first 30 days to around 3.99. So those first 30 days cost 3.99 and then every month after that rebills at the full price of 9.99. The reason for this is that most people are really comfortable parting ways with $3, but they'll hesitate to part ways with 10. If you can get them on your page for those initial 30 days at $3, you only have to upsell them in DMs on OnlyFans $6 worth of something to get them to have spent your full subscription price at what it would have been had you never discounted it to begin with. So the fans feel like they're getting a great deal to join your page for $3, but then when you un- you ask them in DMs to unlock content for say $6 or tip $6 for something else like custom audio or whatever it might be, they'll likely do this if they like the content and if they like you, if they found your page to be valuable based off their initial $3 they've spent to join the page and see what you offer. This entry-level pricing model of a low upfront cost that gets monetized on the back end is really successful and has a high conversion rate. So do free trials because the upfront risk is low on the free trial. You know, that's very similar to the low upfront risk of a $3 initial subscription rate. But if they like the page, if they like the creator, they're likely to spend and stick around and continue the experience. This is something that I learned a lot about when I was running my premium Snapchat because we would give fans a 24 hour free trial to the premium Snapchat, allowing them to see my content, and also that I legitimately do post daily. So it proves that what I'm offering with my daily post for the premium Snapchat is legitimate and they're gonna get and deliver upon the promise of what they purchase. This way they also get a taste of my content and want more. The reality is that most creators, unfortunately, are inconsistent. It takes a lot of discipline for us to work for ourselves and we're all also human with real lives and we're imperfect. And a lot of fans, as a result of that, are frustrated or tired of paying subscriptions to pages or platforms that aren't updated consistently. So starting your fan site with a low price on the first 30 days is going to prove that your page is consistently updated to that fan and give them a taste of your content at that discounted price. This helps them overcome that fear or the barrier to entry, which is what is typically called in business, and create goodwill with the fan, deliver on what you promised them, and that's going to foster the beginning of a really positive and fruitful relationship. The other thing I'll mention is that, again, I've kind of mentioned in the past, I do speak with a lot of businesses or agencies that run OnlyFans pages, and this is the same pricing model that a lot of them use as well. It's the $3.99 for the first 30 days, rebilling at 99 $9.99 for the rest of the subscription. And the reason that they're all aligned on this generally is because they know it works and they've tracked the data to support it. So if you are an independent creator who doesn't have any unusually high cost to the type of content you create, this will likely be the fan site price point that serves you and provides you the best result. So I want to put that out there. This is the rare, you know, circumstance of do as I say, not as I do, just because the thing I'm doing with my fan site is so unique and tedious and also overwhelming, <laughs> hands down, in terms of how much content I put out. But I'm doing that because I have other goals that are irrelevant to this conversation. So I have a private goal of building up a massive content library right now so that when I get to a point where I want to pivot and really focus on, you know, sex work CEO as like my, my main thing, that I have a a huge content library that I can roll out slowly because I've already filmed all of this stuff. So I have other goals in terms of content creation that support why I put out so much content and run my page like a premium Snapchat, That's likely not gonna apply to the average creator. If you want to align with the market on what's already been proven and already works for fan sites, I definitely suggest that $3.99 recurring at $9.99 business model. Now let's discuss PPV pricing. For PPVs, which are pay-per-view or pay-to-unlock, content that you send in direct message on OnlyFans or other platforms there really is no one size fits all solution however there is a strategy so let's talk about that specifically as soon as you get a new subscriber or fan on your page and you have them engaged in your direct messages your only goal should be to get them to purchase their first thing whatever that thing is ideally this thing is a locked message for the lowest price point you can offer it so think about this briefly before i continue because you want them to unlock something at the lowest price point you want to be careful what that first thing you send them is because you don't want to send them your best you know craziest wildest piece of content for the lowest possible price point so you want to be strategic on what thing you're offering as well because you're going to give it for the lowest unlock price that you can so keep this in mind on only fans that unlock price is $3.99 and the reason you wanna do this is just to achieve the goal of getting them to spend in general. The price point is honestly inconsequential. So as soon as that new user starts chatting you up in DMs, you wanna send them something that they've already hinted at that they like, or they've explicitly told you, this is the kind of content I'm looking for, whatever it is that you you know they're inclined to unlock, giving them a taste of that kind of content for that lowest price point. Another great way to do this is with a locked audio message for 3.99 dollars because this also helps them confirm that you are the creator, you say you are, not an agency running their page because they can hear your voice saying their name or their username in response to whatever the conversation is. So this will likely gain their trust, which is obviously fundamental to building a strong audience in general. As soon as you get that new fan engaged in DMs, your main goal is to get them to spend the smallest amount possible as soon as possible. After that, you'll start slowly and incrementally raising the price of whatever you want to send them for unlock. This is where the rest of the pricing strategy comes into play. And what I do personally is price photo content between $4.99 to $9.99, depending how explicit the photos are. And my video content gets sent in PPV DMs, typically around a dollar per minute of the content I'm sending, plus 99 cents. So if the video is five minutes long, I'd send it locked at $5.99. This is how I've priced content in the beginning of running my page until I had more data to go off of. And this is what I'm suggesting for most of the creators who are listening in right now who just don't know where to start with their pricing. However, now that I've ran my page for some time and I have a lot more data on my fans, I can price a lot more strategically. And this is when you start to see what fans are spending over time. And you can kind of apply this in the same way once you have enough data on your fans. So in OnlyFans itself, You can keep notes on your fans. You can also do this on a spreadsheet. There are some softwares you can do this. Um, I will personally be talking about a software you can use to do do this in the future. Um, It's not rolled out yet, but as soon as it is, you guys will be the first to know. And what you're going to do in your notes on your fans is kind of track and keep tabs on what PPV they've unlocked and at what price point. If the last PPV you sent them was, say, a five-minute video for $5.99 and the next and say they do unlock it, then the next five-minute video you send or whatever length it is should be at $7.99 and then see if they unlock that. If they don't, you know to keep that price point of their baseline where it was, about a dollar per minute plus 99 cents, $5.99. If they did come up to, to $7.99 for say a five-minute video, you now know that there's a new benchmark for that fan. So the next time you send them a five-minute video, you can then increase again and see if they'll come up to, say, nine ninety nine. And if they do open it, they've increased their benchmark again. If they don't open it, now you know what their baseline is, and you know what price per minute they're pretty much willing to spend on content. Then you're going to repeat this process and keep tabs or keep notes on it until they refuse to unlock something, and you can track their baseline for all of your other fans as well. I also want to take a second to discuss the sexting sets or content drips that I recently discussed in one of our Instagram reels because I did have a creator direct message me asking how I I price those specifically. So let me actually pull up their direct message that they had sent me. This was a DM on OnlyFans, and it was asking specifically on how I price my sexting sets. The message was, how do I price each one of my sexting sets or campaign drips? I'm just getting started, and I feel a little lost. So this was a DM from Honey body appreciate you writing us and let me get into the response. So for me, on OnlyFans, when a fan wants to sext with me in DMs, I give them two options. I set a written price for the written sexting session and I'll send them content to unlock during it or I will set a high price on the written sexting session as a whole and I'll send all of the content for free during it. So here are the price points that I personally use. A sexting set for me on OnlyFans is 49.99 for 15 minutes of my undi- undivided time and attention. And then I'll sprinkle in content for the fan to unlock throughout. Unlocking and paying to view the content is totally up to the fan. Or the second option is that the fan could tip $120 for the sexing session, which includes all of the writing and all of the content along with it entirely for free. So those are the content is included, not pay-per-view. When a fan chooses option one, which is paying forty nine ninety nine for the sexting session, the writing, the actual sexting part of things. I base what I send them in PPV locked messages, the content or the sexting sets that I've made in accordance to what that fan usually unlocks content with, usually unlocks content at for the prices that I've tracked in their notes. So basically against the data that I've described just before we got into this, this part of the conversation. So I resort to what they have proven me their baseline is and I apply that pricing to my sexing sets during sexing sessions. So anything I've tracked in their notes of what they typically unlock for, what their baseline is, and then apply that to what I price the content I'm sending them during the sexing session. And I also differentiate it based on if it's a photo or if it's a video clip. So it's the same idea. I just apply it to the sexing set content or the campaign drips, which I spoke on again in an Instagram reel. So if you're not sure what I'm referring to when I say sexing sets or content drips, it's essentially sexting style content that you use during your sexting sessions and for the full outline of what my sexting set content is made up or what I include in it, instagram.com forward slash sexworkceo if you're not already following us and have already seen it there. Now on to the pricing and discussion of custom videos. This is super creator specific. For example, when I started to price my customs in the beginning of my career, it's vastly different than I price them now. I have now started to price my customs on the high side because I don't want a lot of custom requests since I don't have a lot of time to create and fulfill them, especially considering how much content I film just to post to my page since I do run that premium Snapchat model of posting content daily to OnlyFans. So when you're considering your custom pricing, you're gonna have to consider a lot of things. Is there any co- uh, costs associated with the custom? Do you have to purchase a specific lingerie set for the custom or a costume? Is there a special toy you need to buy? If so, you wanna pass that cost to the fan as well as any associated shipping. The fan should cover the cost of those specific things they want in their custom. If a fan wants you to also ship them the lingerie or the costume that they wanted you to film with after you film the custom, make sure you charge a cost for that as well as the shipping to cover that cost. Those aspects aside, you're gonna to need to adjust your custom pricing as well on how vanilla or extreme the request of the act you're performing in the custom is. So consider how hard this act is on your body and consider what your physical labor costs associated with that is gonna be. Now, if you're in the fetish or the dom niche, this gets even more complicated because under some fetishes and kinks like fin dom, the cost of the custom being extremely high is also part of the kink itself. This is why custom video is so complicated. What I will say though, if you want to standardize parts of your custom pricing to some degree you can do that and one way to do that is to limit things within the custom so if your fan wants one position in your custom that is one cost or one fee if they want to add multiple positions to your custom that is an additional cost or fee you can also charge position in the custom if you'd like and you can standardize that cost or fee Another way to do this is to standardize the cost per minute of the custom itself. If one minute per for a custom video is X amount, then a 10 minute custom will be 10 times that cost per minute. This can really help fans and the creator because it helps you come to terms on how to price the customs more easily. And this will allow you to have a framework in place to do just that. Then to speak more generally, I'll also say that in my early days of my career, I was doing custom videos for 10-minute length at about $350. That gives you kind of a general idea of what I currently hear creators also doing in the space. But for where I'm at now and how few customs I'm accepting and have time to do, I charge about $100 per minute for a custom, and that's with a two-minute minimum. And I still probably get between five to 10 custom requests per month for whatever that's worth. So you have to really weigh against how many customs you wanna take on, if you wanna primarily create customs and if you maybe only put out a new video every week and also what types of customs you're putting out, what your boundaries look like, how physically hard that is on the labor of your body and also how much standardization you wanna put in terms of your customs, whether that be a cost per minute, cost per position, cost per act, whatever it may be. It's a really hard question to answer because no two creators are the same. No two creators are going to be comfortable with the same boundaries or performing the same kind of content some creators do custom requests on coupled content with other partners some creators only do solo customs some creators will do toy control customs for like a Lovin's toy or a kiro toy for example where the fan can remotely control the toy while filming custom video there's so much variety and variation when it comes to customs that to give it a one-size-fits-all answer just wouldn't do it justice so you really have to consider what you're willing to do and what it's going to incorporate how time intense it's going to be or labor intense it's going to be and build out your pricing around that and that's going to be very creator specific now that i've kind of covered and talked about my own personal pricing i want to also share some pricing psychology tips that may help you when you're trying to price as a creator in general the first thing i want to go over is charm pricing which we unknow- unknowingly have kind of talked about a bit earlier in this episode Charm pricing is when you use price points ending in the number nine or 99 or 95, which make a product seem like a better deal. For instance, pricing an item at $29.99 instead of $30. It is believed by the fans or the customers that that is of better value because they tend to focus more on the first number that they see in the price, which in this example would be 29, rather than the actual price and rounding it up, which is 30. Giving the impression of a deal or a steal And this is also referred to as the last digit effect or the left digit effect i use charm pricing on every ppv i send and i also encourage you to do the same basically every ppv i send ends in 99 cents, and for that reason fans will typically associate the price with the left digit the beginning number say 5.99 they'll associate with being five dollars as opposed to rounding it and associating it being with six even though it's a penny shy of six dollars using charm pricing can be really effective in raising revenue without actually visibly seeming to raise prices. If you make a 99 cent tax on everything you sell in DM, well, you're going to have increased revenue over the course of 30 days as opposed to whatever your price point is. So if you take anything from this space and implement it literally right now in your business model, it should definitely be churn pricing. The next one I use is anchor pricing. I mainly do this when I'm selling custom videos. Price anchoring is presenting a higher initial price, known as the anchor, which can make the actual selling price seem like a better deal. It creates a reference point in the mind of the fan or the customer to reference against the actual sale price. For example, telling a fan that your custom videos cost $100 a minute, which might sound outrageous, and then offering the actual price for the 10-minute custom at $699, which is the actual price. Because that $699 price, in comparison, seems so much more reasonable against the anchor price of $1,000 for a 10 minute custom. Whereas if when the customer or fan had asked me what a custom 10 minute video cost initially, if I had just replied $699, $600 and 99 cents, the fan's reaction would be that that was outrageous and too expensive. But because I gave them the anchor price of $100 per minute and told them that a 10 minute video would cost $1,000, that in comparison, makes that $699 cost per that custom video seem much more reasonable. It basically helps me persuade the fan by helping them persuade themselves. So anchor pricing on customs is a great tactic to implement. Again, something you can take from this space in this episode and implement it today. The last one I want to talk about in terms of pricing psychology is another one I use every single day, and that is decoy pricing, which is offering a third option that is clearly less attractive that can often help in nudging your fans to choose a more expensive option. So for example, offering three options in your welcome message on OnlyFans. The three options I offer that is in my automated welcome message as soon as a fan joins my OnlyFans, they get the welcome message sent in DMs, and there are three options of pricing in my welcome message, and this is what they are. First one is to tip three ninety nine dollars for one explicit video. The second one is to tip $8.99 for three explicit videos. Or the third option to tip $9.99 for 10 explicit videos all of the offers are real and they're valid and i'll honor and deliver upon whichever one they choose whether that's 3 dollars for one video $8.99 for three videos or $9.99 for 10 videos however pricing that second option at $8.99 for three videos is my decoy it's done strategically because paying $8.99 for three videos helps make paying $9.99 for 10 videos seem like much better value for money. Why wouldn't you pay a dollar more and get, what is it, nine, eight, or six, seven extra videos? I can't math. Anyways, the point is that $8.99 for three videos is a much better value or much worse value than $9.99 for 10. And if you can only pay a dollar more and get more than double the content, of course, the fan or user is more likely to do that. So the $8.99 for three videos is my decoy that makes my $9.99 for 10 seem like better value for money. It only exists to highlight what value the $9.99 offer is, which persuades most people off of an automated welcome message to immediately tip me $9.99 for 10 videos. Because if they were to tip on the other two offers, they know they're getting less value for money. Contradictory to what most people think, fans typically aren't purchasing things things on the price point that is listed at, but they're purchasing things based on the value they think they're getting. So knowing this, if you can make it look like out of three offers, one is the most valuable by just changing the price point the second offer is at, you're likely going to get more fans to persuade themselves to tip the higher price point. This is something we see in a lot of businesses. A, A great example of this decoy pricing is at a movie theater with popcorn. And you have a small popcorn for, say, $3.99, a medium popcorn for, say, $8.99, and the large popcorn for $9.99. Why would you pay for a medium popcorn at $8.99 if for a dollar more, you can get a large popcorn for $9.99? It's just to highlight the value by using a decoy price in the middle. And the higher you move that decoy price towards the the top end price, the more valuable it makes the top end price seem. The lower you move the decoy towards the lower price point, the more valuable the middle we'll see, the middle price point will start to see. So again, all of these pricing psychology tactics that I just outlined, these are the real ones that I use on OnlyFans and at my actual price points. So while you may need to adjust the price point to fit the audience you currently have or the content you currently create, the sales psychology of them works all the same. So try implementing some of these on your page today and then definitely tweet at us or at me on Sex Work CEO which of these you're seeing success with. These are the same pricing techniques that major companies and corporations use as well, and they are proven. So I definitely look forward to hearing your results in, in using them. Lastly, I want to briefly talk about how you price things compared to the market. We've already discussed this a little bit in regards to fan site um, pricing, just because the market is pretty much at the 399 for the first 30 days and rebuilds at 999. That's an example of understanding the market how it's been established, and good price points that align with that market. Now let's talk about how you can apply that same logic to content in your clip store, for example. You can easily research a clip store on MannyVids or Clips for Sale to see what content that is similar to yours is getting priced at. You can also easily see which stores on these sites rank higher and make more sales than others which is a good indicator that their pricing is better than most or fits the market better than most. Find content creators that align with you, either the content you create, the appearance you might have, or both ideally in the perfect world, and then price your content similarly to them. If they're already succeeding in general on these clip stores or clip sites, then they've likely nailed the price point. So all you simply have to do is research it and match it to the kind of content you are selling. A similar price approach can be taken in something like Sex Panther as well. When I was picking my price points on how much I wanted to charge per message, per audio message, for photos, videos, or calls, the first thing I did was I went on Sex Panther's leaderboard to see which top creators in those categories were pricing things at. I copied their price per minute on phone calls, I copied their price per minute on video calls, I copied their price per message for audio messages, photo messages, and video messages, and you can absolutely do the same thing and make sure your pricing is competitive in that space just like you can on a clip site or a fan site by doing the research there as well. All in all, pricing is complex. You can use pricing in a lot more ways than I even covered in this episode to strengthen your brand's value and so much more. But for the average creator that's tuning in today, these are the most important aspects of pricing to understand. As with pretty much everything I say here and on our socials, It will always come down to testing, so make sure you're testing price points, tracking sales or the lack thereof, and adjusting accordingly. Ultimately, your data and dollars is what should dictate all of your decisions and nothing else. I want to mention that we have a lot of great courses coming out soon, so you can expect to see these courses coming out shortly. Again, if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, please make sure you do and that notifications are turned on so you never miss a course. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash SWCEO. As always, huge thank you to everyone who has subscribed to our SexWork CEO Telegram bot already. If you haven't already heard, we released a Telegram bot that essentially sends you daily content inspiration and all the captions you need for your feed, PPV locked messages, and clip stores. The ideas are researched and trendy or highly desirable from fans based on what fans are currently seeking. And the captions are optimized with calls to action so that you can increase your earning and unlock potential with each caption. We've now begun to incorporate some fetish and DOM ideas into the captions and bot. Since the average creator isn't likely to film all 30 of the ideas we send each month, we've decided to dedicate about half of them to the DOM and fetish niche so we can provide a wider variety of creators the inspo they need all in one place. The Telegram bot pushes your daily dose of inspiration to your phone every day around 10 a.m. Central Standard Time so that you no longer have to waste your time researching, planning, or coming up with content ideas or captions. The bot takes care of all of it. If you're not an active Telegram user or would prefer PDF versions of the content inspo and captions, you can now get that right on our store, sexworkco.com forward slash shop. We recently launched our store website with PDF downloads Of the same content inspo and captions that are featured on our telegram bot we also have additional downloads available featuring things like unlock sales scripts things that you can say to get fans to unlock your ppvs as well as sales objection scripts which are ways to combat when fans want to object to purchasing something and how to overcome it using our scripts and they will help you close the deal and if you want to get a taste of this without spending a single penny there's even a completely free pdf download Available with 15 solo content ideas that you can claim right now with no strings attached. Again, it's over on sexworkceo.com forward slash shop. Lastly, most importantly, I do want to emphasize all of the information we put out on Sexwork CEO. We do so for free because we believe in this idea that the more financially successful creators are, the more resources we'll have as a community to do things like lobby Congress, impact policy, organize, and more. So if you find value in the content you heard here today or the tweets you've engaged with, please, please, please consider sharing it to make it easier for some of your own adult creator friends. Our only ask is that you retweet our stuff so that we can help as many creators as humanly possible. So thank you in advance. All right, I'm going to start bringing up some people to speak and then we will wrap up the space after that. So we have Lila Lovely who's requested. Let me add you a speaker and you will have the mic. Hey,
2: all right. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Um, I just want to start by saying thank you for all the um, information you've been putting out to us. It's been so helpful. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Yeah. My question is about custom videos. I've been creating custom videos for eight years now. I'm still stuck in the 10 minute base um, rate. I've gone up in the last like two years But I want to break away from that model and get to the charging per minute. I definitely see the value in that. And I think that my fans will see that, too, because it's going to be more exclusive versus me making them a custom and then them see me selling it on my clip stores three months later, you know, for their 10 minute that they paid and then they get frustrated and they're not really buying more. How do you how do you break that mold from the 10 minute to the per minute? Without upsetting everybody.
0: <laughs> okay, that's a great question. Um, so when I did it personally, I didn't really, I didn't give any warning. Um, and I didn't really, <laughs> and it wasn't much of a conversation. If I'm being honest, yeah. I kind of just started when people would ask for customs. I would then say like, hey, especially if they've purchased the real trouble will come with they've purchased something in the past for you because they're going to be used mm-hmm. to this, you know, already. So what I would suggest is say, hey, I and we can we can make that as a script as well. Like the people listening to this, you can literally say this verbatim if it helps you. But what I would do is I would say to them, hey, I know you've purchased a custom at this rate for 10 minutes in the past, but going forward, I'm offering customs at X rate per minute for the length of the custom because I feel that I can get into the custom faster, like into the explicit content faster and provide a better video for that cost. Mm -hmm. The the real change comes from like how you you word things so that your fan feels like they're getting the benefit of of the change, and that kind of applies to anytime you make a change in your business model at all. If I if I consider when I changed my OnlyFans from being you know three ninety nine recurring at nine ninety nine to then being recurring at twenty four ninety nine, that was a hard sell. But the way I framed it was like I'm giving you so much more value because you're getting content every single day for the cost of your subscription. So. It really comes down to how you frame this benefiting the fan. And if you can come up with a script that outlines that, it's going to be a really easy sell. So something like um, I've changed my pricing model to be, you know, say like $10 per minute for the custom so that I can better serve a wider variety of fans who are all trying to get custom content at different price points. Like Mm that, that sentence alone makes it feel like you care about your fans. You're trying to cater to everyone's needs. You're trying to include everyone. Mm -hmm. And they should be easily to get on board with that. So I think
2: something like that would go a long way. Okay, cool. That helps. That helps. That's kind of how I felt too, that I could just like make that change because I've made big changes before without a huge uproar, but I still get nervous, you know?
0: Yeah. No, every change is scary for sure. And also too, it would be worthwhile. Like um, if you have any, I don't know how much track things, but if you have an idea of like how many customs you were selling before at like the 10 minute baseline for X price, and then once you make the change, kind of tracking how many customs you're selling, if yeah. it's more or less. And then that could dictate what your price point per minute should be, because that'll kind of give you an idea of what, what they're comfortable spending at.
2: Okay, cool. Thank you so much.
0: You're so welcome. Thanks for coming up. All right, cool. Okay, I'm going to bring
1: Ambry up. Let me add you as a speaker. All right, you have the mic um, Hello, thank welcome. Thank you. So I have a question about creators who offer like, one or two videos um, if someone signs up for their OnlyFans. Um, Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Is that giving away too much or do you have any like psychology (laughs) sort of facts about that? Yeah, so I think that the a lot,
0: I do see a lot of creators still doing this. Um, It's basically them trying to incentivize the the fan to subscribe, right? Like if you subscribe to my page, I'm also gonna send you XYZ as soon as you sign up. I think that's effective that's one effective way of doing things for sure and if though if you're not where where it becomes tricky is if you're paying to get subscribers so like if i wasn't paying for any kind of traffic if i wasn't paying for shout outs or if i wasn't paying for um pay, i guess share for shares or whatever routes to getting new fans if i wasn't having a cost associated with those then offering something for free when a fan signs up is totally fine because I'm not trying to cover my cost on acquiring the fan but for my sake of how I currently run my pages I do still pay for shoutouts or I do pay for traffic to come to my page so I know that I have a cost associated with every fan that shows up on my page and in order me for me to cover that cost to make buying the traffic to begin with profitable I need to get that fan to tip a certain amount of money as soon as they get to my page. So that's why instead of doing the incentivizing with free content when they sign up, I try to give them a decoy price model that gets them to spend as soon as they get there. It also helps me overcome that first mission of just getting them spending in DMs in general. It kind of is a twofold um, tactic to overcome both of those things. So for me, that works better because I do have a cost. I I do pay for traffic to get to my page. Um, but for a creator who's relying solely on social media that maybe doesn't have a cost, or for someone that's only doing free share for shares with other creators their size that doesn't have a cost, then they can totally give away free content to incentivize it. It just, you also have to kind of frame that like, how much content do you have to produce? And are you giving away the same free content every time? Or are you having to reproduce new content? And it can get a little messy on that, on that side of things. But I think it's an effective approach. I just think you need to make sure that it's cost effective if you are paying for some sort of traffic to get to your page.
1: That makes so much sense. Thank you for going into detail about that. And I'm so sorry, I do have one more question. Oh, uh, people coming, you have the only one requesting to speak. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> um when you do a custom video and then you want to resell it, do you do you resell it? Like do you send it out PPV form to everyone but that person and do you upload it to your stores as well? Yeah. So this can be um done two ways. I am going to be careful
0: on how I say this because I somehow sometimes have fans listening to these spaces. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You don't have to answer. No, I do. I want to answer because it'll be really useful. Um, And actually, that kind of brings me to just another segue topic too is like I've noticed more of my own fans listening into sex CEO and like uh, following us on Twitter and stuff. And it's interesting because they like it and they think it's fascinating. Most of the time, they're not like, you know, upset about any of this business is business. But mm-hmm. at the same time, there is I'm finding that because everything is free and open, like all the information, there's a lot of things that I would love to educate creators on that I can't because your fans would find out as well as my fans. So I'm trying to find a way to go about that in the future. So we might roll out some kind of like closed community in the future so that I can speak openly with you guys, strictly the creators, about some some cool things you guys could be doing or using. Um, but that's a future, a future problem. Um, in terms of the customs, though there's a couple ways i've seen creators go about this and there's i would say one of two things you could do one thing you could do is if you are creating customs for fans and you have the fans name in the custom um, that's typically the the custom part of it is including their name or a really specific act but what you can do is you can start to create a library of fan names and fan customs so you can have something like telegram channel of customs where you organize it in there or a Dropbox where you. You have a Dropbox folder of custom content, and then you have subfolders of like custom contents for the name Adam, for the name Ryan, for the name whatever, and then you have all of those customs by that name in those folders, and then you can resell them to future fans who have the same name. So that's one approach, is reselling them to the same named fans in the future and having them organized in a library that's really easy to locate and find and download and do that. The other approach is kind of what you're describing, where you edit out the name and then you resell it as just content in general, on a clip store, on the feed, in a mass PPV, what have you. You can do that too. If you do do that, when you send it out as a mass PPV, you definitely want to make sure to exclude the fan who originally purchased the content, which you can do on OnlyFans and on most fansite platforms. Um, there's an option of like send it to everyone and then there's an option of to exclude and you can just search that fan's name and exclude that fan. If you send it out as a mass PPV, excluding the fan who purchased it, make sure that as soon as you send that message, you go into that fan's specific DM and make sure it didn't send. Because multiple times when I've excluded fans for things like that in the past, whether that's like a regular mass message and the specific fans already purchased the content, not like, not specific to customers, but when I've ever excluded fans from mass messages, sometimes they still get them. So if you are excluding them, make sure to go into their message and just check that it hasn't been sent to them. And if it has, you have the option to unsend it right there in the message. So just cross-check that. Um, and then on the flip side, if you're going to post it as content for public view or for sale in a clip store or on the feed, I would definitely set the expectation when a fan buys a custom that even though they are buying this custom, you reserve the right to resell it. For, for me, I find that fans don't actually care if you resell it as long as you're transparent about it. It's when they find out after the fact that they get pissed. So when I am selling a custom to a fan, something I typically say is like, Just so you know, this is what you're asking me to do and this custom is something kind of outside my lane. It's not the kind of content I usually create. I wouldn't create this if it wasn't for you purchasing this custom, but I do reserve the right if I choose to do so to resell or re-edit and resell all my customs. So I wanna make that clear. And usually they have no problem with it because you've already emphasized that this video wouldn't even exist without them purchasing this custom. So they were never going to get this on a fluke. They were never going to see you do this, you know, in nature. You were never going to make this anyways. So they still feel special and like it's for them and that is meaningful and worth the value. But that you just reserve the right if you choose in the future, which makes them feel like it probably won't happen, that you can go ahead and do this. And then if it does happen and they do come across the content, they will remember that you said that, that you were transparent and they'll, they'll hold nothing against you. So that's the approach I would take. You can either, and also you can do both approaches. You can build out a library of custom content, keep it organized. And then when you get a new fan on your page asking about customs and you know you have a matching custom for that name, you can upsell a custom being the same kind of custom using his name and then resell him that pre-filmed custom. And then on the flip side, you can always reserve the right to resell customs and post them publicly when you re-edited the name out and stuff on clip stores or your feed. I know a lot of creators that also do both.
1: Excellent! Oh my gosh, thank you so much for all your intervention. It's amazing. You're so thank you. No problem. You're welcome. Okay, so I have one DM question that Brin
0: just forwarded to me. So let me address that as well. Um, any tips on prices for bundling clips? Like, how much does it discount for three clips versus one? Thank you. So that is a great question. There's a lot of people that focus heavily on bundling, and there's a couple things I want to emphasize on that. First off let me define bundling bundling is basically offering products in a bundle that can sometimes create the perception of value encouraging customers or fans to spend more just to get that deal it also also simplifies decision making and that makes it more likely that the customer is going to make a purchase because when you can make the the decision factor lower it's a lower barrier to entry the fan or the customer is more likely to purchase and also like like i mentioned it, it in in infers or implies extreme value because you're getting a lot for your money a lot of creators bundle things um in i see them doing it well and i see them not doing it well i have done it not well in the past and i do it better now um when you're bundling content in ppvs for fans for example you're doing one of two things you're providing them a lot of value for little money and you're also devaluing content because you are changing the baseline of what they're going to be willing to pay. So you have to really walk that balance when you're doing things like bundling so that you're not devaluing your content where they won't pay one off for a video in the future. I've seen a lot of creators, and I've done this myself, where you send too many bundles and now your fans are expecting bundles. They only want bundles and they won't pay one price for one video that you send locked in DMs. That is the impact that you don't want to have. And that is when you know you're devaluing your content as a whole. For me, I send one bundle of videos a month. And I and this is, again, kind of specific to my Snapchat business model, where it's like all the new videos that came out that month, I'll send them out as a bundle so that people can save them to their purchase section. I only do that once a month. I have one bundle, bundle a month. And I make the value of it worthwhile because they're getting everything I posted that month instead of, I guess I should explain. So the way I run my... OnlyFans page, when I post a video on the feed, it stays up there for 30 days. After 30 days, it expires off the feed and only the trailer is left remaining. When these videos are on the feed, when they're still live, when it's the month that they've been published, in the caption or the copy that I write on my video, once the explicit is on the feed live, it says that if they wanna save this video to their purchase section, before it expires off the feed in 30 days, comment on this video and I will send it to you for unlock for the lowest price, which is $3, so that you can have it saved in your purchase section when it expires off my feed. So because I do that, this is how I will leverage my bundle pricing. So if a fan doesn't comment and unlock that video one by one off every video that I published on my feed for the month, then they're gonna lose access to all of those videos when they expire off my feed. So when I send them the bundle, I make sure to price it a little bit lower than if they would have one by one tipped on each individual, the, the bundle is very valuable. It means that they're paying less to get all of those videos at one time secured in the purchase section, knowing that they're gonna disappear off the feed. So that's how I strategically use bundles against my premium Snapchat business model. However, for the average fan who's seeing these videos come across my feed, they will say like, oh, I liked that video a lot. I wanna have that saved. Oh, that video was like, man, not my thing. I don't need to see that video. Those fans are the ones that are going to tip me or comment on the video asking me to send it locked for $3 on individual videos instead of purchasing the bundle because they likely they don't want all of the videos, some of them weren't, you know, aligned with what they like. So I can kind of leverage those two things against each other when I'm sending the bundles. The way I see creators using bundles well outside of how I do it is typically one big bundle drop a month and that's either at the very beginning of the month in reference to last month's videos. That they put out because it gets their sales and their um, percentage on only fans very high for that month very quickly because it's a big sale a big bundle drops a lot of people unlock right at the beginning of the month so that's another way to strategically use bundles that's beneficial but if you are selling everything in bundles or if you're selling multiple bundles a month i think you're likely devaluing your content and it probably is going to do more harm than good over a long enough time horizon so i would consider both things i Again, I'm i a one month, one bundle per month kind of girl. I think that kind of works the best. Although I'll put a disclaimer I don't know how, I don't have access to a lot of creators' pages where I could know that more bundles is better. And you have to also equate this to how, what business model you're running on your page. So, like in reference to the agencies that I, I know of and I talk to, they're dropping lots of bundles per month because the way that they approach their creators that they manage a page for most oftentimes is a very churn and burn model where they, are paying for traffic to come to the page or there's a lot of traffic coming to the page because the creators have big socials, and they know that they want to make as much money off the fans as they can they don't care if the fan stays on the page or unsubscribes they are churning and burning churn is when a fan doesn't stay retained on the page when they unsubscribe so a churn and burn model is as soon as a fan gets to the page squeeze them for all they're worth make as many sales as possible i don't care if i ever see them again and that's how a lot of agencies run pages if you're an independent creator. You're pretty much building brand. So you're building where you want to really take into account retention and keeping the fan on the page as long as possible and having a long lifetime value for each customer, for each fan. You want to build an audience that wants to genuinely support you, wants to genuinely see you succeed, wants to follow you into other business ventures or purchase other things you bring to market or maybe launch a a Twitch stream or you get on kick or you start a YouTube channel. These fans want to follow you from place to place because they want to be a part of your evolution. That's what most independent creators are doing, and that is not the churn and burn model. When you're doing stuff like this, it's very important that when you give your fans anything that looks like a sale or a deal, that you're delivering on the promise, that they can trust you if you offer them something of value. When they purchase it, they feel they've gotten something of value. That's how you maintain those relationships and how you build a big audience. If you ever don't deliver on something, you have to make it right so that you can save that audience and deliver are in double down on that trust that you're building so in terms of bundling in that way if you offer a bundle and say that it's like 10 videos for 5.99, and that's your bundle or maybe something crazy like 100 videos for 49.99, make sure those 100 videos are going to be when the fan opens that they feel it's valuable that is not like 100 selfie videos that you filmed on instagram that show absolutely no explicit content like if you are short-sighted with the value you give and return to what price you're setting on your content and what you're actually providing, you're hurting your page. The The biggest thing that I, I see a lot of careers struggle with is they're like things aren't working or the tactics aren't applicable. But then I look and, and the things they're delivering on aren't justified. If you're selling a seven second video for $9.99, the fan's gonna feel like you shafted them and they're not gonna repurchase. And as soon as you you give that sentiment to a fan where they feel like they've been duped they stop buying and you have lost the fan and that sucks because it's really hard to get fans in the first place it's really hard to get them to the page to click subscribe and to spend that money so you want to preserve that relationship at absolutely all costs so hopefully that answers your question hopefully that helps you don't want to overdo it on on bundles they can do more harm than good for sure Um, but they can also be used strategically if you are careful about how you do it and how often you do it so hopefully that helps but that's going to bring us to the end of today's podcast i do want to say huge thank you for everyone that joined us today remember all of these are turned into blog posts as well over on sexworkceo.com so when you are tuning in here you never have to take notes just head on over to our blog later this week to revisit any of the things we discussed today and in today's episode it would be absolutely incredible If you rated this podcast 5 stars and left a little review, we want to get this podcast to as many adult creators as possible and you taking a second to leave a couple stars in a review really helps us do that. Thanks so much. Assembly 4 are a collective of sex workers and technologists working to bring the overall cost of advertising down for sex workers through their ad platform Trist.link. Educate clients through the Good Client Guide and much more. Assembly 4 caters to all genders and demographics and raises funds for organizations to fight for sex workers' rights, the decriminalization of sex work, and against exploitation in the sex industry. Learn more at the website assembly4.com for the word, not the number.